Hey everybody, if you haven't heard the big news yet, our weekly show X with Q will become the Just Lead podcast on Wednesday, October 12th. We're excited about this fresh take on the show with all new episodes and the same Brooklyn approach to leadership you've grown to love with Pastor Mark Q. No need to search on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. The Just Lead podcast will be right here waiting for you in this feed. Tap that subscribe button and turn on your notifications so you're ready for release day. All right, let's dive into this week's episode. (laughs) Pastor Q, the most powerful word in a leader's language is what? It's new. Yes, that's correct. No, no. I'm saying that's correct. No is. No is the no. Right. No is at the top of the pyramid. (laughs) No. Say no. Everybody together listening. No. No. So why is no such a powerful word in a leader's dictionary? Well, because what you answer connotates what's priority. And a lot of times we're answering not necessarily based on priority. So we're, wow. we're answering, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Because it's easier to say yes because you look great. It makes people happy. They love you more. Oh, thank you so much. But no means, oh, I've already, I've already prioritized my day, my month. I've already prioritized my schedule. I've already prioritized to where I have to disqualify whatever that is. Mm. So no connotates priority. Right. 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 Now you've said on this podcast before that the answer is always yes, but hold up the price tag. So right, how does right. that intersect well, that, that, with the well, power? When of you're no. in a position where you're serving someone's vision or you're serving an organization, that's what you want to be perceived as. You don't want to be perceived as a yes man who doesn't, who just wants to tell the boss everything they want to hear. You want to be perceived as a yes person. Hey, we can charge, we can take the hill, we can do whatever. But because I may love, because I may respect, because I may, I want you to value me. Let me tell you, it's going to cost this if we do that. Right. That's a, that's a valuable person who's adding to an organization. So let's go back to the whole idea of priorities. Right. Just being a person of priorities, no being one of the best tools to draw a boundary. Sure. You know, go into that yeah. a little bit. More. Yeah. I mean, I think before your day starts, what are your priorities? So you can get as granular as your day and as macro as your quarter or your year. So what are the priorities? What are, what's funny is we do this in our health. We know at a certain age, we have to get certain checkups <laughs> at certain, at, we know at a certain time frame we have to go to the dentist. So what you do is you call the office and you put it on the calendar and you then manipulate everything else coming at you around that pillar that cannot be moved. Non-negotiables. Be, the, the not, thank you. The yeah. non-negotiables, because you know, if I don't get my teeth checked and I eat popcorn and it goes bad, <laughs> I'm going to chew on my tooth instead of a kernel. <laughs> so, so it becomes a non-negotiable. Right. And I say, when you see somebody who is really maximizing who they are, and their influence and what they lead is a person who has already done that hard work up front right. of prioritization. For sure. So yep. Proverbs twenty twenty five says this, it is a trap to dedicate something rashly and only later consider one's vows. <laughs> Why is it so, so important that we, we choose those commitments carefully? So we've yep. got those non-negotiables right. in place, but now... Yep. 
requests yeah. are coming in, oh, commitments. Yeah. You People know, are asking everything. Hey, right, right, right. right. Sure, so, sure. So a, a disciplined leader is yeah. able to be wise and choose their commitments carefully. Yeah. Why is that? Well, whether you work at a faith-based organization or lead a faith-based organization or not, th- this is the principle. When you read that, you know, uh, the proverb we, we think is about decision-making, but the actual proverb is actually about integrity. Because the whole idea was if you say yes haphazardly and too quickly and you can't fulfill the commitment, it's an integrity issue. Because what will happen is the person you're committing to too quickly without counting the cost, let's say, right, you can't either fulfill it with excellence or you can't fulfill it at all. You then become a person who says yes but can't follow through and that becomes integrity. And that's the idea that we think the proverb and it can, that's why why the Bible is so fascinating because it has so many different layers. Mm. One of the reasons why it's wise, because the Proverbs is known as the book of wisdom, Mm -hmm. why it's wise to consider, that's the key phrase, is to consider first is because can you really do this, not do it, but do it excellently. Yeah. And so a lot of times you have to think through whether you're a fast process person or not, you got to really think through what does this mean from the macro to the micro? Mm. And so that you can do it because, because for the believer in Christ, it's do everything as you do it unto the Lord with excellence. So that's really, it's an integrity issue. Some of us have an integrity issue Mm. because we say yes to the wrong things Mm. and we're not doing it with excellence or because we didn't count the cost, or we cancel out. Right. And that yes is usually not uh, a badge of honor, or it's not necessarily a um, j- just the willingness to be a team player. Right. Sometimes it's just because we haven't done the hard work or the discipline up front to have a non-negotiable or a pillar so that when a request like that comes in to say, no, I actually have a commitment at yeah. that time. It takes a lot of front end work to be able to be disciplined. Exactly. right. I mean, I tell people all the time that, that work closely with me, it, you have to take the day by the tail. Don't let it whip you into submission. Yeah. Because there are a lot of requests, whatever it is. Hey, you want to go to lunch is a request. Yeah, sure. Hey, you sure. want to go get coffee? Yeah. You know, so, so I'm not saying you don't have margin right. built in for just, you know, hanging with people and some relaxed time. We're not, yeah. we're not talking about that. That's yeah. a given, no but you have to, one of the ways you attack your day mm-hmm. is to have your day planned before your day starts. So like practically for you, I know one thing you've said is like, you don't, you don't take a lot of night meetings, evening dinners, that type of thing. Yeah. Because you know? I get up so early. That's one of the things that's, it's not, not because I, best. right. Right. I'm just not. And I've also evaluated what times of the day are the best for certain things. I'm more creative early in the morning. I'm less creative after two or three o'clock. So I get up really early. So because of that, I have to really watch prioritization priority. I have to watch how late I'll stay out. I may stay up, but I may not stay out. See, that's the hard work there is because staying out means I'm with people. I'm I'm expelling more energy, more thought time. But if I'm at home watching a movie... That's that's different time. That's a different right. kind of time. Right. So because but it's all based on the pillar that can't move in the mornings. I cannot have that sacrificed. So all the other things that are coming around it have to preserve that non-negotiable. Right. So usually that haphazard yes is rooted almost in a fear of saying no. Sure. Maybe yeah. it's guilt. Yeah. Maybe it's a missed opportunity, kind of fear yeah. of missing out. 
What are some of those fears that are usually at the root of saying no? Yeah, I mean, one of them is for sure the guilt because you feel bad. You know, you're feeling responsible to somebody or you're you're feeling responsible for something that really you're not supposed to feel. But you feel guilty if you say no because they got me a gift last week. So they want me to come and mow their grass with them or they want me to help them move. They're a good friend. And, And by the way, from a base standpoint, I get that. I get all those things. But when we're talking about them, these decisions or these yeses that we say that move the non-negotiables, there's your differentiator. There are some things we do that I may not want to do because I love Brad. (laughs) You're moving. I may want to help. I may, can you help me move? I don't want to do that. Nobody wants to help anybody move. (laughs) Trust me. I don't care how much we love each other. I'm not helping you move. I hate it. It's a good good way to lose Fritz. Exactly (laughs) right. Right. You want to thin out the crowd, move. (laughs) But my point is I may do that. And because that's sacrifice, I get that. But when we're talking about moving the non-negotiables, a lot of times, yes, is grounded in not priority. Mm. Yes is grounded in an unhealthy emotion like guilt or pressure, or they're making me feel bad or for not doing X. You can't do those. So your healthiness as a leader comes with the discipline of knowing that's a non-negotiable. It's not going to move. So in other words, I, I get that'll test a friendship. If I give you the reason, hey, I need Brad asks me, hey, I need you to help me move, but be, I can't. I have to be in bed hypothetical by 6.30 or 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock that night. It's going to be beyond. And for whatever reason, I can't help at all. And what's going to test our friendship? Because the calendar, your calendar needs to reflect your priorities. Or in this case, your calendar needs to reflect your non-negotiables. How do you grow to say Say no? Maybe give us a couple of practical tips. I like that, Brad. Grow to say no. Well, not a podcast host for nothing. (laughs) You're so talented. (laughs) I mean, I think the whole idea is you're not going to get to this by Tuesday afternoon if you struggle with saying no. So you have to put mechanisms in place or disciplines or habits in place to get you to grow to say no, right? So I think one of the the things that I've done before is no saying no doesn't affect the value of me as a person. You may get mad at me. You may be disappointed in me. You may talk smack about me now that I said no, but all of those things don't define me. So I think part of it, believe it or not, is really being good with you, you know, and I don't want it to sound like some weirdo self-help thing, but it is really being, it's rooted in your identity. I'm saying no, because I mean, we've learned this before in leadership, different leadership podcasts, every no is rooted in a higher yes. Mm -hmm. Every no you say means you're saying yes to something else that's of greater value. So you are being a steward, so to speak, or a manager of the time that you have on this earth or with your friends, or I have to give my kids if I'm raising a family. I've already evaluated that I have to have a certain amount of time a week with my kids. Right. You know? and, and and there's an ebb and flow to that. We right. get that. We're not, we're not being legalists here. Mm. But I think it's that's the first thing is to understand your value and your identity mm. and where it comes from. It doesn't come from my yeses. It comes from my noes. Right. Because I made priorities. Okay. You know? yeah. was, was there ever an example maybe when Jesus said no? Oh, I think, I I think most people, because we have this, let's face it, you know, we have this idea of Jesus and by the way, it's not incorrect. We have this idea of Jesus, you know, you've seen the, the, the oil paintings where he's on the wall and he's holding a lamb and he has this very pensive, soft look about him. And by the way, 
Uh, that is an accurate picture of Jesus. It's just not a complete picture of Jesus because it, there are several instances in the Bible that talk about one at one point, the crowd was after Jesus and they, they moved him back to a, to a ledge where he was going to, they were going to push him off the cliff. And the Bible says that he turned around and he looked at them and the crowd split and he walked through. So, so a complete picture of Jesus, it's also Jesus who overturns the tables in the, in the temple mm-hmm. when he really could have just said, hey, all of you guys, you make me mad, here's leprosy. Mm-hmm. So we have to have a complete picture. You're talking about a person who has a mission to change the world, and all he had was three years. And what you find in his persona and the way he interacts horizontally with people is he's never rushed. He's never running. He's never compelled by anything. He's never, he has an agenda and he's saying yes and no all. I mean, there's this, he's saying yes and no all the time. There's this, there's this story where it's just before we know the famous story on the other side where the the disciples are in the middle uh, of a body of water and there's a storm coming and you you know what I mean? And they're like, Hey, what in the world? Uh, Well, it was Jesus actually that put him in that situation because right before that they were healing people. And, you know, they were, you know, Jesus was healing people. He was praying for people. He was meeting the needs of people. And out of nowhere, he says, okay, we're done. I got to go. He goes to a mountain and prays and the disciples get in a boat and go on the water. And what you find is he knew when to say no, because it was time for him to get what we call replenished or to be rejuvenated or strengthened through prayer in praying to God. He knew, and he one of the disciples actually turns around and says, well, hold on a second. There's some people here that still need you. And went, yeah, I got to go. What? That, that needed healing. That needed healing. That needed, right. that needed a touch from Jesus, sure. whether it was to hear him talk or whether it was for him to heal them, whatever it was. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, he's I like, go. I got to go. Mm. Uh, yeah, because he knew what to say yes to and what to say no to. I mean, it's, we forget, he's still the greatest leader we've ever known. We just, we, we just don't see it in that light. But those in leadership circles, whether you're in a faith-based organization or not, should lean into the teachings of Jesus, because here we are thousands and thousands of years later, still talking about the way he has changed the world. Mm. Uh, don't we as leaders want what we do to resonate beyond us. Mm. Well, well, I got an idea. Let, let's, let's look to someone who's already accomplished it. Mm. You know, so I think that's important to know. So how do we avoid the trap of making explanations for commitments? So let's talk about, let's, let's say a request comes in and yeah. you know, okay, this, this does not necessarily line up with a high priority, you know, non-negotiable for right. me. This is not going to help accomplish that ultimate vision, but it's a request. It comes to your table. Right. What's an appropriate way to say no. Yeah, I, I think it always starts with a positive. So if I get asked to come speak somewhere or to come and do something, I think it's like, man, let me just tell you, regardless of what my answer is going to be, I always start it with, hey, thank you so much for mm-hmm. thinking of me. Honored that you would place this amount of trust in. So I always start with that. And then just literally go into, unfortunately, I I, I can't believe this, but I have to I have to decline and and keep it. Simple. I like to go simple and concise and clear, just concise and clear. I have a prior commitment. I I can't do this, but, and I always go because I'm a feeler. So I'll always add a line. Hey, this is no way, this in no way uh, means that I don't love you or, but I I can't say yes to this because of prior commitments. So I always kind of give that little extra. And then what I also like to do is, is if in some way, shape or form, I can still help them. 
So if they ask me to come speak or ask me to come do something and for whatever, at a priority, I have to say no. Cool. I, I start with, oh, honored. Thank you so much. And then I let them know, hey, this is the reason why very concisely. And then honor them again by mm-hmm. going, hey, just make sure you don't interpret this as you're not important to me or this event isn't important. But here are names of three people I know would knock it out of the park wow. for you. Yeah. Because what they're doing is they see you as a resource. Sure. sure. And so even though I can't meet the need the way you would want me to. Right. Let me be helpful in the process. Right. And I think that's key because because it is an honor. Mm-hmm. It is. I would say what, what I've done this before because we all hate moving, right? I've done this before. It was like, hey, man, I can't make it to help you move, but let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm buying all the drinks. You know, I mean, hey, I won't be there, but let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy all the pizza. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, how else? Because they're looking to you as a source. Mm. So they, you may not fulfill it in the way they want, but what way can you? Yeah. I think that's honoring. I think that's kind. I think it's honoring, and I think it's respectful. I love that. I love that. How to say no? Final thoughts. Remember, your identity is not in your no. Your identity becomes what you say yes to. Thank you so much, Pastor Q. See ya. Thanks for listening to X with Q. For more leadership content, hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with a friend. See you next time.